What's up, Cubs, and welcome to another episode of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, Papa Bear, Captain of the Den. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode 56, dude. We are just, we're just freaking churning out these damn episodes, dude. We're at 56? 56. You know how, you know how many episodes my last podcast made it? Like 20. You know what I'm saying? So we're already, we're just returning on investment all day. We're just, listen, the cheer up, cheer up, babe is not going anywhere and it's not going anywhere for a really, really long time. All right. Now up front, let's just get it. Let's just get it done out of the gate. Boone's Monday track of the week. I mean, the kid is all over the fucking map. All right. Last year we were in the jungle with the beats and this year, this last year, last week we were in the jungle with the beats and this week we might as well be, um, in fuck a, fucking Russia, because we're throwing it way back to when this was actually a thing, you know? It sounded like that had a deeper meaning. It really didn't. I was just talking. But this Moon's Monday track of the week is Smashing Pumpkins. Title of the song is Zero. All right, we're throwing it way the fuck back. If you want to listen to it, there's a remastered 2012 version. And you're just going to listen to that this week while you're pumping iron, babe. Now... Your man's been pumping iron, dude. The sun's coming out. It's almost beach season. There's no way I'm going to be a fatty on the beach with my kids. I want to be the dad that everyone's like, wow. One of two things. Either he cares about how he looks and performs for his dad, or he neglects his family and only cares about himself. I want people to look at me and think one of those two things. I actually want them to think the last thing first. I want them to think the second thing, and then I want them to see me interact with my family and then feel bad about themselves. Because I'm all about just making strangers who I don't know question if they're doing the right thing or not. But I'm also about validating people. You know, I'm all about fucking validating people as well. If I'm communicating with you, I'm going to validate you, especially from jump. And I don't know what that is about me, but it's just something that I do. It's just something I do. And it runs deep. You need an example? Okay. I was in Montana and I was, we were visiting my grandparents, my dad's mom, and Papa. So we were visiting Grammy and Papa, and we were walking down the street of fucking Montana, and we came upon a fortune teller shop. All right? Slash palm reading. It was a neon sign, and I'm pretty sure there was a moon and a sun. So basic. Now, I'm like 11 or 12 years old. I don't know the first fucking thing, but the one thing I do know is if you have to walk downstairs when you get into the door, if you open the first door and then you walk downstairs... It's going to be scary, okay? And she's got, it was so basic. She's got tapestry up on the walls, which you only have up on the walls if you're a fortune teller or a 19-year-old college girl who just loves getting dicked down by the football team. You You either read palms and do tarot cards or tarot cards or get dicked down by an entire athletic team if you hang tapestries on your walls and that just is what it is. But I didn't know the first fucking thing about what we were even doing and there was in there by myself. There was a little waiting section where you sat on cushions on the floor and then she brought you into a room and she read your fortune. Okay. Now my memory might be a little bit incorrect, but I'm almost positive she was wearing a hat and not like a hat, like a fucking hat, like in Hocus Pocus. Okay. And I didn't even know what was really going on, but she just starts talking about, are you a child of divorce? And I was like, well, that seems pretty fucking personal. And she was like, yeah, that's the point. And I was like, okay. And then she's reading my palm and she goes, you're going to be very prosperous in your future. And I said, in my brain, I said, I'm going to have to look up what prosperous means. I'm a child. Okay. And then she said, do you want to know what animal you were in your past life? I don't know what those words meant in that order to that point. To that point in my life, I had no fucking idea what what those words together meant, okay? Do you want to know what animal you were? Never been an animal, okay? Are you talking about when I was playing Imagination Land and I'm a fucking dinosaur stomping around the living room? Because that's the only time I've ever been a, quote, animal before. Also, what's a past life? All right. I'm a white guy from fucking Southeast Idaho. I know two religions. I know Christianity and I know Mormonism. Okay. And Mormonism is just Christianity like squared. It's Christianity. They just added a bunch of funky shit to it. That's all Mormonism is. All right. Which is essentially all Christianity is if you really think about it, but we don't have to get that deep this episode. So what do you mean past life? I don't understand, but I just said, 
okay. And she said, do you have a guess? And I said, wolf, because I thought that would be sick. And she said, no. And I said, all right, how about we don't play the guessing game and you just tell me what it is because I feel like every time you say no, I'm going to get a little bit more heartbroken. So one's enough. Tell me what animal I was in my past life. And she said, you were a horse. And I said, that makes sense. It didn't. It didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever at all. But that's the kind of guy I am. I validate people and I just, you know, you could also call it enabling. So I enabled the fortune teller when I was 11 years old and I've been validating people ever since because she did like a smirk and she had a soft touch into her eyes like Dumbledore on Harry Potter when he's talking to Harry at the end of every movie. And she kind of nodded. And then I said, okay, I made her feel good about herself. And I guess I was a fucking horse, you know, and I'm just going to log this one as a core memory. And I've just been validating people ever since, you know, so shout outs to the fortune teller. Also, so wrong about the prosperous future if it was a financial thing you were talking about. Now, if you're talking about a life thing, yeah, prosperous is all fucking get out, my guy. All right. But if you're not talking about that, I mean, your man's paycheck paycheck to paycheck some weeks, okay? So just don't listen to fortune tellers and don't trust anybody who hangs tapestry on their walls. And that's just a fun fact. And that's in the Cub Bible now. And now you have to abide by the, that law. If you're in the den with the Cubs, you have to abide by that. And that's the thing, all right? Now, dude, my mom's in town. Sh huge old shout out to my mom, who's probably the top fucking fan of this podcast. Okay, now I know that a lot of you just were like, whoa, 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 I'm actually a pretty big fucking fan. Now, don't get sensitive, okay? I mean, she's the most engaged, and I'll tell you what, as a son, a little bit, little bit embarrassing, I, I, will, I will say, all right? Now, we haven't popped on YouTube yet. Did I say Boone's Monday track of the week? It's, it's zero by Smashing Pumpkins. Did I say that? I'm going to assume that I said that, and we're going to move on. Now, she comments on everything which is great because in her mind she goes it's helping out with the algorithm now what she doesn't understand is we're not at the subscriber count to where comments would actually push anything into the algorithm and so really she just looks like a really really supportive really really supportive person okay because here's the thing that people who don't know who she is because her last name is not the same as my last name they look at it and go like wow this one fucking person really really likes the podcast it's my mom It's my mom. It's my mom. If, 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 if you see any comment, if whatever top comment is on any one of my videos that I've any, any piece of content that I've ever put out and you see something that's super duper supportive and probably has fire emojis with it, it's my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Huge shout out to you. Number one fan of Cherub of the podcast, trying to push everything into the algorithm, but we'll get there. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that you keep in a perspective of where we're going. And not where we're at. Because, dude, if we were where we're at on the podcast on YouTube, we'd be getting the monetization. But we don't yet. So, But we will. You know, because we're all about living life and where we expect to be and not where we currently are. You know, dress for the job you want. If I was a super duper big douchebag who only spoke in layman's terms. Okay. Also, huge, huge shout out to my mother as well. She is in town. And you might be like, wait, wasn't your mother-in-law in town? She was. She was. Last week, I talked about talked about my mother-in-law being here, and now my mom is here. And you'd be like, you're probably wondering, wow, was it a quick turnaround? You could say that. So I brought my mother-in-law to the airport, and then I came back home. And I knew my mom was coming, but I forgot like what day of this month she was coming. And my wife goes, your mom's going to be here late tonight or early tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, if she gets tired, she's going to stop off and sleep. But if not, she's just going to make it this time. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay, shit. So I texted my mom. I was like, Hey, mom, what are you thinking is your ETA? And she said 30 minutes. Well, fuck. The house is a disaster. You know, so that so I got I got anxious, you know, because I don't like people walking into a dirty house. I hate that. I hate that just as much as I hate it for myself. So house was a disaster because you know, children and we live here. But mom showed up and um, you know, mother-in-law the week before, mom's here now. 
J-U-X-T-A-P-O-S-I-T-I-O-N. If I just got to say it, my mom's so fucking high energy. Dude, first night she was here, she ran with Gracie back and forth through the house for 30 minutes. Gracie walked up to me 40 minutes before her bedtime, rubbing her eyes and said, night, night. And I was like, shut the fuck up. What? Because here's the deal. If you have a toddler, you know they don't ask to go to bed. They don't ask to go to bed. And if your toddler asks to go to bed, I hope you understand what a blessing that is because toddlers don't ask. But my fucking mom, her grandma, burnt her ass out so fucking quick that she just asked to go to bed. At 19 months old, she just walked up to dad and asked, night night? And I said, you fucking got it. You know, huge shout out to my mom, 50th birthday. She got to celebrate it with us. Happy 50th, mom. I hope you had fun. I hope you were happy spending your birthday with your granddaughters. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, dude, so mom has never heard of Bo Burnham before, okay? Never. Now, you're talking about an OG Bo Burnham fan. Does your wife like him? No, she actually hates him. He's her least favorite, and it pisses me off, and it's, a main, it's the main argument in our relationship. So Bo Burnham's my favorite, and I've been with him since day one in terms of when I was at high school. I was fucking watching the YouTube videos where he was playing a piano in his room, okay? But now, it's gotten a little darker, it's gotten a little more creative, it's got a little bit more introspective, it's got a little bit more depression-y. And we watched the Inside special. First of all, my mom loved it, and she really appreciates what he does creatively. Here's what I thought after I watched the special. This was last night. We watched it, and I go, I'm never putting out another fucking piece of content again. Not necessarily because of what he said, but because the level that he puts shit out at and the creativity in his brain and the way that he's able to articulate everything so fucking well and get it across in a consumable form, and there's so much art attached to it, I go, why the fuck am I putting out anything ever. Now, I'm not comparing myself to Bo Burnham. I'm just saying in my brain, I go, stop. Because that exists, you shouldn't put out anything ever, ever again. You know, and that's just where I'm at. No, I'm not saying I'm stopping. I'm just saying Bo Burnham makes me question literally every piece of content that I've ever put out because I always only do it for entertainment purposes and we don't actually learn anything. But listen, that's just me, babe. You know that. Okay, it's just I'm jealous of his ability to fucking get that across through the screen. His ability to sing the songs that he sings and makes you have he'll, he'll sing a song about a white girl's Instagram and make you have introspective, deep emotional connection with a fucking disembodied girl that he's singing about. Because it's all about how we all have our problems and you don't understand the problems that she's actually going through based off of her Instagram and yada, yada, yada. We don't have to get into it. We all watched this special Inside by Bo Burnham. We all saw it and it was amazing. It was amazing. Put your fucking hands up. Get up out of your seat. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. All right. I'm saying nothing now. Oh, dude, you want to know the... Okay. Have you ever misremembered a full like few days of your life. Have you ever misremembered? I'm sure, you, dude, there was a thing that I did when I was younger and it was, I rode the Greyhound bus one time, okay? And I was getting from point A to point B. Now, one thing that I couldn't remember was what I was riding it for, like where I was going to and where I was coming from. And if I would have remembered that, I would have realized that for the last 10 years, I've been wrong about the time in my life that this happened, okay? Because in my mind, when I think about the time I rode the Greyhound bus, I go, I was about 13, 14 years old, and I rode the Greyhound bus for an entire fucking day with multiple stops. I went through that at 13, 14 years old. Come to find out, I asked my dad, and he was like, you were 19. You wrote it back from your first year of college. Now, dude, I would have bet $100 in my left fucking nut that that was not fucking true, but then I remembered, oh, that was 100%. Because also, my parents loved me. Why would they put me on a Greyhound bus at 13 years old? It made no fucking sense. I legitimately thought I rode the Greyhound bus to Montana for the last 10 years, and then I asked my dad, and he said, you were coming back from college. You were 19. You were completely fine, and you were already on your own at that point. And I was like, 
okay, that makes so much more sense because, Dad, I, I had lost so much respect for you. You let me ride the Greyhound bus when I was a preteen. But I wasn't. Turns out, great father. You know, turns out, got nothing to worry about. I'm 19. I'm a fucking college wrestler at this point. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm 215 pounds of just hot ass <laughs> at this point. But dude, for the longest time, I was like, yeah, I went through this when I was 14. You, you want to know a culture shock, dude? You want to know a culture shock? Now, as I said before, middle class, white kid raised in Southeast Idaho. Okay. Not a lot of, not a lot of culture. All right. Not a lot of C-U-L-T-U-R-E. You know what I'm saying? Not absorbing a lot of it. Okay. Now, these clothes that you see me wearing right now, these have been the clothes since I started dressing myself. All right. This has been the style other than in middle school when I tried to get fancy and, and put silly sayings on the front of my shirt. And I also wore long sleeve t-shirts, under short sleeve t-shirts, not in an emo way, more in an athletic way, but it all sucked, right? It was all really, really bad, right? But I rode the fucking Greyhound bus when I was 19. And for the first stretch, the first stretch was like five hours. I rode it from Laramie, Wyoming back to Idaho. I think I might have been riding it from Idaho to Laramie, Wyoming, but we'll never know because I misremember the time frame of it. But I do remember the human beings that were on the Greyhound bus from Wyoming to Idaho. I remember them like I talked to them yesterday. Now, here's the deal. I get on the bus. I have so many fucking red flags going off in my head because I'm looking at everybody and I go, it's all pajama pants. That's red flag number one. Okay. I see multiple bare feet. That's red flag number two. And I see, you know, a lack of showers. That's another thing I see. Okay. I'm pretty sure the entire trip cost me $11.47. So I get on the bus and I find an, a seat that doesn't have anyone like because they're double seats and there's one row that doesn't have anyone sitting in it at all so I just took that one and fucking fingers crossed no one came and sat to me now you know hindsight's 2020 as they say I should have put it into perspective that hey the late people as in probably the worst pool of people on this bus because all the people on this bus were kind of grouped into one category and then you add a person who's late to that category there's one seat left on the bus so where's the meth head with a broken nose and double black eyes and a shirt with no less than four holes in it that's gray and also a size too big who for sure hasn't showered and a hundred and ten percent has a ponytail gonna sit where's that guy gonna sit well, if there's only one seat left on the bus, he's going to sit in that seat. And that seat just happened to be right next to your man's. Okay, so he walked up, sat down, and I got, you know, I'm sure if you've flown on an airplane or, or you've rode a bus and you're just like, okay, I'm surrounded by strangers. I'm just going to shut off for a while, you know. I'm sitting there and I'm pretty sure I had an iPod touch at the time. And I'm sitting there and I have my headphones in and I get so fucking small when I'm around strangers in a, in a cramped setting like that, because I'm like, I don't want any, I don't want, I don't even want to like, oops, I'm sorry, interaction. I don't even want like a, like, I don't want my elbows to be out and then their elbow to touch my elbow and me to have to turn to them and them go, oh, sorry. And I'll be like, oh no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because chick opens the fucking door to conversation. Don't need it. All right. So I get real fucking small. No excuses. I'm also for sure pressing my knees together because I'm not going to get the knee touch. We're not going to get the outside of the knees to touch. And that's just is what it is. I just refuse. Now, if you sat next to someone who was sitting like this, who was sitting in a line. Okay. I'm an entire Y axis. I'm just one fucking line straight up and down. No outcroppings. Hands and feet were inside the vehicle at all times. And 
you sat next to that person, you would go, this person clearly doesn't want to talk to anybody, right? That's what you say to yourself, not him. He went like this, okay? He sits down, and he pe- and I see him peek over out of my periffs, and I don't engage, and he peeks over, and you know out of your periffs when you can see, you can always catch people glancing at you out of your periffs, but usually it's just like a glance, and then they realize, I don't know. He glanced, and then he just kind of went like this. Like that. Now, smiling ear to ear. Don't forget, double black eyes, okay? Double black eyes. Not like just under the eye, but like the entire fucking circle around his eyes. Double black eyes, all right? And a, and a notch on his nose where there was a bruise right here too. And also stinky, okay? Just stunk up a storm. And he's just sitting there head bobbing. And I see him out of my periffs. And I was like, don't fucking look, don't look, don't fucking look. Oh, yeah, you got to spend six hours with this person okay so i glance and i give him a little a little chin nod i give him a little what's up and and he's like hey and i he's starting to talk now i got my headphones on so i don't hear it <sighs> but i'm a validating guy you know, I see someone like that and I go, well, he's super extroverted for whatever reason. Turn, turns out he was on meth. And I'll tell you that in a second. And uh, might as well validate him. You validated that fucking, you know, gypsy when you were 11. You might as well validate this guy. And I took my headphones out and I was like, what's up? And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Where are you heading? And, and I sarcastically said, same place as you. And he was like, ha, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Oh, gosh, can't believe I got these tickets. And we just got into bus talk, you know. And then he starts talking shit about other people on the bus. Like, God, you see these people? You see some of these people? And all the while, meanwhile, by the way, if you ever sat on a Greyhound bus before, the whole time people are asking to borrow everybody else's cell phone. And every single, I swear to God, dude, every single conversation is this. Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, man, I was, uh, yeah, I was just wondering. So I'm going to be in Salt Lake. You know, I'm going to be in Salt Lake later tonight. I was just wondering if you could spot me some money, give me a place to stay up, you know, or, or, hey, yo, hey, man, I'm going to be at Salt Lake. And I was just wondering if I could get a, uh, if I could, if I could get a place to sleep, if I could get a place to sleep or you want to go out and get a bite to eat. Now I'm a little strapped for cash. I was wondering if you could, you know, hook me up with a bite to eat every conversation. Okay. Every conversation. All right. And the fucking pool of human beings, it, dude, there was every race underneath the sun. So here's how, what I learned. Poverty holds no bounds. Okay. There's no... There's no one is more than the other or one is less than the other. When you're broke and like meth, that's the most racially equal place you're ever going to see. Okay? Poverty holds pulls no punches when you like yourself a little bit of meth. All right? Now, he starts talking shit. He's like, God, these, some of these people, man, some of these people, fuck. I usually don't. Uh, I don't like to put myself in situations like this. Now, me being a validating guy. I engage and I go, yeah, honestly, man, this is my first time riding the bus. It's, it's, it's a little bit intimidating me, a little bit intimidating. And look at me opening my heart to a stranger, right? You don't, you shouldn't be vulnerable with a stranger with double black eyes in hindsight. So, and he goes, yeah. And then, you know, we're talking, we probably talked for like three minutes. And then I finally just went, Hey man, what happened to your eyes? And he goes, oh, yeah, dude, listen to this shit. So my girlfriend did this to me. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, yeah, dude. So she knew this guy. And, you know, I was trying to score off this guy. Now, at the time, I didn't understand what the term score meant. I was trying to score from this guy and he showed up in my fucking apartment. And he starts, like, hitting on my girl and stuff. And then I turned come to find out that they had been hooking up behind my back and then they jumped me in my apartment and i was like holy fuck like that's a wild ass story and he was like yeah man that bitch she fucking oh and she got she took all the drugs too and i was just like well you didn't have to say it but you say it you said it so now i know that that is on that i know that i could judge this book by the cover so i nailed it i nailed it right up front and it is what it is and 
I didn't say that, but that's what I thought. And he was like, and she took all the fucking drugs too. And I was like, damn, he broke your nose? He goes, nah, my girl did. I was like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, she hit me with a bicycle frame. What did you say? So she didn't catch you with an elbow. You know, you didn't fall to the ground from getting hit by the guy and then she stomped you with her foot. She picked up a bicycle frame and hit you in the face. And he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, she hit you with a bike frame? And he's like, yeah, I have a fucking bike in my apartment because both of the tires popped. So I took the tires off. And so there was just a bike frame in my apartment. Now, now that I'm telling the story, for sure was just a bike that was like chained to a fucking post somewhere. And he, instead of cutting the chain, he just took the fucking wheel off. And then he just took the other wheel off. He's like, I'm going to get matching ones later. That's for sure what happened, dude. And I nailed it. I nailed it. But could you imagine... What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're going to get your meth and then your girlfriend turns on you because she's having an affair with the meth dealer and then the fucking girlfriend picks up your bike frame that you have casually laid about your apartment and then smashes you in the face with it? I'll tell you what you're going to fucking do. You're going to get a Greyhound bus ride to Salt Lake City, Utah and scare the fuck out of a first year college kid. That's what you're going to fucking do, dude. That's what you're going to do. Also, there was a fucking family of seven on this bus. There was a mom and six kids on this bus. Could you imagine? Now, I understand. I understand that people are just doing their best and not everyone has the means to travel. And you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. I understand. I'm not like necessarily judging her. I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of just like, could you fucking imagine Dude, I couldn't imagine bringing my kids onto a fucking place like that. I couldn't imagine it. Like, my heart goes out to, you know, people that have to do that in order to live by their means. I understand it. That's fucking rough. That's rough as all hell. But those fucking kids were goddamn not well behaved because, holy shit, they got the bus rowdy and ruckus and uh i'm pretty sure that two of the kids got kidnapped and i mean it's just what are you gonna do it's a greyhound (laughs) what are you gonna do it's a greyhound and if you're riding the greyhound was that a little bit better on the sound drops that i i got a fucking i got a couple messages that i absolutely blew out your eardrums last fucking week and i'm sorry about that i didn't have the audio settings correct for the sound drop board and i apologize for that okay that's my bad better is that better good dude all right babe here's another thing we got to talk about okay ever since i did the alpha podcast breakdown like it wasn't even really a breakdown i just I just kind of spoke about it for a second. I wouldn't even say it's a full-blown commentary video because I didn't give them too much time of day. Ever since ever since I looked that up on YouTube, I've been getting alpha related videos sent to me, not sent to me, like popping up popping up on my uh suggested on YouTube. Okay. So, I mean, I now and I'm clicking on every fucking single one of them because I'm like these humans first of all exist and are also the worst thing. And also, I love to have stuff to talk about to the Cubs on the podcast. Dude, let's talk more about this shit. Okay? Now, here's one thing that I have discovered. All right? First of all, we know that the fucking guys that call themselves alphas are, are just steeped in insecurity. But they come in different genres. Okay? The guys that call themselves alpha males, there are two subgenres of alpha male, and we got to break it down. All right. There's the um, women are here to serve me alpha males. <laughs> There's the alpha males that inherently hate women, either from some horrible past experience or from some closeted homosexuality that's there's just like there's a lash out towards women and they're basically incel for a while and then they realize that the only way they can get women is to get the type of women that have some sort of issues from their past and then they disrespect them and disrespect them and then they snatch them up and they go this is how you fucking get bitches all right that's one genre of alpha another genre of alpha is the the entrepreneur alpha 
Now, this alpha, while I do still believe he doesn't have a very high respect for women and that's a problem, it's not what he lays his impotence on, okay? He, the impetus for him is not necessarily only getting bitches. It's getting money, all right? That's the, that's the second version, all right? That's alpha 0.2, okay? I was going to say 2.0, but no, no, no. That's too, way too many fucking points to give guys like this. So alpha males entrepreneurial side, all right? Dude. Okay, here's what I found. I found this thing, and it happened in February, and it's called AlphaCon, okay? You know, like ComicCon or FitCon or every other fucking con, and it's just short for convention, and it's basically a collection of whatever the fucking first part of the word is. It's a collection of people who enjoy that. Like, I'm sure there's, like, a fucking Star Wars con. Actually, it's probably Comic-Con still. And I'm sure there's, like, a fucking Marvel unit. Actually, that's pretty... That's fucking Comic-Con still. And I went to a place called FitCon because I'm a douchebag, but I'm not an alpha male douchebag, you know? I'm more of, like, a... I like my deltoids to look, look a certain way, not... Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks, okay? It's different. <laughs> so there's this fucking thing called AlphaCon, all right? Now, you could have gotten a ticket to AlphaCon for $500 if you wanted to go, all right? Or you could get the virtual experience to AlphaCon, like you could click into the webcam and watch it on your computer for $500, Okay, or you could get the grand total package, and that was like three grand. All right, those are the three options. Those are basically the two options, but there was three options. Two of them are the same price. So here's the deal with this alpha entrepreneurial type of guy. They're not saying anything. Okay, that's my main problem from the fucking get-go. I'll give you the fucking three things that, that every money-based alpha male guy says it's some version of believe in yourself you can do better kill people that get on your way on your path to success now those are like the if you just take those one of those three things and you just broad scope it and reframe anything that's ever come out of a motivational speaker out of some sort of entrepreneurial event that's what you can break it down to. And my problem is, is you're charging people fucking $500 baseline to hear a collection of people tell this exact same thing, okay? Which it's like, okay, at the foundation, cool, 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 cool. At the foundation, it's like, yeah, believe in yourself, of course, okay? Yeah, 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 you can do better than you're doing right now, okay? But there's no whys and hows and it's all the fucking same thing. And let me, and I found a highlight video from February's AlphaCon and we're 110% going to watch it, okay? Now, now, now this video, it shows clips that happened from February, okay? So essentially what AlphaCon was, literally you sit in a conference room and there's a stage and they had smoke and then guys would just come up and talk. That's what AlphaCon was now my main problem with it through the entire highlight video that i was picking up on was oh they're not saying anything okay they're not saying anything and let's watch it and let's see if you're picking up on the same thing that i'm picking up on i think when you're around others that want to be their best and of course tommy lauren was there i mean of course like you gotta have one a hot blonde white chick at a place called AlphaCon. Like there's no fucking second guessing that there's got to be one staple white chick with there's no middle of the road with what her views are type of girl at a place called AlphaCon. Also, if you do pay the half million dollars it costed to get her to speak there and she for sure has a nose ring, even though she's kind of a political figure, you're going to open the highlight video with her face. You're going to because this is called AlphaCon and there's one type of dude that's watching it and it's the guy that says women deserve to be disrespected and they also want to be. Remember, that's, that's version number one. 
Okay, so that guy sees alpha and he goes, I want to watch this video. And then there's money guys that have fallen into the trap of I don't like working for people, but the only people that align with what I'm trying to do are called alphas. So now I'm an alpha and that's what I'm aspiring to be. And also Tommy Lauren. Yeah, 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 yeah self that want to achieve great things it rubs off on you and it inspires you there's a lot of messages in there that people need to hear about becoming your best self what is that guy wearing what is that guy so it went from tommy lauren to a guy that's wearing a fucking long sleeve t-shirt that's pulled up just here because that's what all the fucking cool guys wear he's got glasses on cool and then he's got marathon bike shorts on and while he's talking he does a jack black kick now, what the fuck is happening at AlphaCon? Okay, you know what this fucking, this, this shot right here looks like? It looks like my end of the year fucking award ceremony for my fucking wrestling team. That's what this looks like, except for I didn't pay $500 and listen to guys say nothing. Okay, I'm going to go back to when Tommy stopped talking and I'm going to go back to when old Jack Blackie McKickerson does start and it talking. inspires you. There's a lot of messages in there that people need to hear about becoming your best self, learning how to invest, learning how to truly become the greatest version of you. That's what an alpha mean is. That means you're top dog for who you are. What I see here, what's really amazing about AlphaCon is like... Now, quick little shot of a freeze frame of everyone in the audience closing their eyes and holding their right hand over their heart like it's a pledge of allegiance to accept their closing their eyes. Definitely a fucking cult. You know, not necessarily a cult, but just a collection of insecure people that are, they think they're leaders, but really they're just leaders to their three friends that they hang out with on the weekends and their followers everywhere else because they're super duper insecure and it's fine. Let's continue on. We're not selling anything. There's nothing to give. And so all of the speakers and all of the experts and coaches are teaching from a genuine frame and a genuine state I actually like that. and they just want to serve. But I don't want anyone here to feel like they're being sold something. I wanted to put this on to provide as much fucking value as I possibly can. Doesn't want anyone there to feel like they're being sold something. Tickets are $500. Now, tickets are $500 to come into this fucking room that's for sure at a fucking Holiday Inn conference room. But don't worry, I'm wearing a fucking sport jacket with a chain and I have my hair cut. And if you're not watching, if you're not watching, just take a guess at what his haircut looks like. Just take a guess of what his haircut looks like. Yep, it's, that's what it looks like. For every single one of you. The biggest part in anything in life is applying the principles that you learn. If people will... Same exact haircut, but somehow worse, okay? I'm talking about the shaved heads all the way up into the fucking mohawk, and then they take the top of their hair, and they gel it up like it's 2000 in there in fucking smash mouth, okay? That's these guys. Also, is his shirt buttoned up all the way? Why the things not. that were taught on the stage at AlphaCon, absolutely life-changing. AlphaCon is about understanding as a man or as a woman how to be the best person that you were meant to go be. How to be the number one version of yourself that you could possibly be. I'm a big believer. Believe in yourself. You can do better. Murder people who question your path to success. Don't forget those big three that I said. We're in immersion. You come to an event for one or two or three days and you go all in. When I sit at home and I'm on YouTube or I'm on Zoom, you just don't get that. Everybody was sitting in their seat. Everybody was glued to the stage that, I've, that I saw people speaking at. And uh, it seems to be kind of a hit. You're They've said nothing. They've said nothing. Okay? They've shown the speakers talking after the fact about the speaking event and all they've said is we speak at this event uh it went pretty good it's about believing in yourself and that you can do better and we're alphas we're the top of the food chain and also bitches get no respect you're gonna have to ask them that though seeing this come together AlphaCon, what it really you know, is turning into is what I've dreamed of. I've, I mean, yeah, like I get that though. Like genuinely, I get that. Like if you listen to that little part again. Really, you know, is turning into is what I've dreamed of. From like, I remember, I remember being six years old and like I would be out in the living room and I'd be like, dad, come here. And he would come out and he's like, what's up? And I was like, I just, I want to show you, I, I want to show you what I do when I, what I want to do when I'm older. And he was like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, 
show me, show me what you got. You're going to do a performance or something? Okay, let me set the scene, Dad. And he was like, all right. Are you a firefighter? And I said, Dad, stop. Cut me off. Just here's what I want to be when I'm older. Sit down on the couch. Okay, now pre- pretend that you're in like a middle-class hotel conference room. Okay, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's halfway decent, but it's not, it's not, it's not the Ritz, you know, it's not the Ritz car. Think of it like you're at a Red Lion Hotel conference room. Okay. Okay. I was like, now imagine there's a stage coming out the back uh, through the middle of it and pretend that I have my hair cut in, into a kind of like Guy Fieri, but except for I don't bleach my tips yet. Okay. And and as I walk out, pretend that there's smoke that they pump out like on Halloween when you make the, the fancy witch's brew with the root beer, okay? Pretend there's the dry ice smoke coming out at my feet, okay? Now I'm going to give you a speech. You could be better. You can be your best self. And if anyone tells you that you can't be your best self, prove them wrong. And my dad would go like this, get the fuck out of my house. But that's my dream, dad. That's my dream. What an incredible event, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Said the same thing over and over, saying nothing else. Why are entrepreneurs willing to sacrifice risk and go through so much stuff? What is it that we want to be successful for? Why is it that you want to do whatever it is you want to do? is it that your message is that message? I don't want the status quo. I want something more. Anybody else feel that? If you're with me, say I. I want you to write down what the fuck you want. And if you don't know, that's what you're here for, is to figure out what you want. That guy talking right now is nicknamed The Muscle. There's a giant picture of him on a projector, and it's him folding his arms with his bottom lip furrowed, and it just says the muscle next to him. Oh, no. Money doesn't make you anything other than what you already are. Don't blame it. Try to get some of it. Get as much as you can of it, because when you get that money, it allows you to do bigger things, get in bigger rooms, hang around better people. Can you believe this is a thing, babe? Can you believe that... You know what? This is actually fucking great. This is legitimate. I'm, I'm done watching it because we are two minutes and 25 seconds in. It's a four minute video. And I can promise you right now that the next minute and 36 seconds is the fucking exact, exact same shit. Also, they've shown slow motion highlight clips of Tommy Lauren walking on and off stage three times already. And it's like, how many times did she talk? You know, but they've said absolutely, absolutely nothing. And this is so fucking great. Thank God this is an actual event because here's the thing. Pull them together so we can know who they are. Hey, 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 by all fucking means, have alpha cons all over the country so that they're more accessible, so more people can go to them, and we can pull them together, and now they're on a list. Now they're on our list, and now we know we can red flag them on Facebook, and we can say, I don't ever want to open up, I don't ever want to swipe right on Tinder to this guy. You know, I don't ever want to fucking catch eyes with this guy across the way at the fucking gym and then try to strike up conversation. And because, yeah, it doesn't. Nope. Nope. Dude, fuck it. All right. Now, I know I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking a little bit to yourself. VJ, you look like a guy that would go to AlphaCon. And I, I've been fighting that since day one, okay? I've been fighting my first looks appearance since day fucking one, and I get that, okay? That's why I have to put out a podcast so that you guys know what's going on inside my heart, all right? So that I'm not just face value. Because if I'm face value, you go, that guy tried to start at AlphaCon for sure, okay? But I say I fucking lean in. Oh, how fucking fun of a fucking content video would it be if I went to AlphaCon 2023 and then I did commentary and I made my own highlight video of AlphaCon 2023 
and then I put it out for the Cubs. Dude. Dude, I mean, no joke. Your mans can chameleon and alpha con, okay? I'll walk up and I'll just... People... Hold the fuck up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right fucking back. <laughs> okay, so I'm at AlphaCon, right? Ugh. Ugh. So I'm at AlphaCon, right? And I walk in and I'm just like, how we doing? God, I'm, f- I'm so f- I'm fucking fired up for this event, man. This is going to be good shit. This is going to be really good shit. And they're like, fuck yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. And then both of us are getting erect. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, gonna, I'm just so excited to learn how to get this fucking money. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, God, I wish, I just wish, you know, I, I was going to be a speaker at this thing, but they haven't, uh, they, they had the bill filled. Like I was, it was, I was up, I was up to be the speaker and yeah. Oh shit. You were going to speak. What were you going to talk about? I was, you want to know a little, you want to know a little snippet? I'll give you a little snippet. So it was a 47 minute speech and I was going to walk up there and I was going to start off by saying, Close your eyes. Put your hand over your heart. Now put your other hand over your hand that's over your heart. You feel that? That's the heart of a fucking warrior. That's the heart of someone who's not going to settle for anything less than the best in this life. That's the heart of a person that will stomp, claw, scratch, bite, chew their way into anything that gets into their way of them and their money. I mean success. I mean success. And then I want you to open your eyes. Now look at me. You see me standing here in front of you? I'm here to tell you right now that you can do better. You can be better. And if anyone gets in your way, you kill them to fucking stop them. And that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to say that this is an event that we all love to be a part of. And we're all getting the most out of this event. Do you feel that? Do you feel What's happening in this room right now? The tension is palpable. And let me tell you something. That tension is power. And that power is a need to be the best. Is a need to be the best. And then I'm at the end of my fucking speech. I'm just going to fucking take this damn button off off. Because let me be real with you guys. Let me be 100% real with you guys. One thing that you need to know about me is I put this this button up shirt on so that you could understand that I was here to be serious but you want to know the real me you want to know what I'm actually all about <laughs> I'm all about chest day and fucking bitches that don't mean anything to me babe welcome to alpha god Oh, dude, I would fit right the fuck in it, AlphaCon. I could chameleon that shit so well. Fuck it, I'm going to AlphaCon 2023, and we're making an entire fucking YouTube video about it. I'm making an entire fucking YouTube video about it. It's going to be fucking hilarious. By the way, I can't make a clip with just me looking like this. Dude, you see this guy? <laughs> this is who my wife picked. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Okay. All right. I got to go. Um, there's no fucking way that I could wear this for the rest. Of, that was just for the fucking bit. There's no way that I can wear a cutoff t-shirt and a backwards hat uh, for the rest of the fucking podcast um, and live happily with myself. Because here's the deal. If in the future I get clipped and then this clip is, is, is this fucking screenshot, can't do it. Can't do it. I'll be right back. I got to go get dressed. <laughs> 10 out of 10, though, when I do go to AlphaCon, I'm not going to go by VJ. I'm going to go by Vinny the Guillotine Julio, and that just is what it is, dude. <laughs> Straight up, though, for real, at the bottom of my heart, fuck these guys for real all the way through. I mean, Jesus Christ, how fucking embarrassing. Could you imagine going to AlphaCon? 
Good Lord in heaven almighty. Babe, let's do some unqualified dad advice and have some fun. All right, babe. So we are on the advice column on Reddit. We're going to do a bit a little bit of un uh, we're going to do a little bit of a little bit of a little bit and a little bit. we're going to do a little bit of unqualified dad advice and we're going to scroll. And we're going to stop and we're going to say that Azul Zagar posted, "My father passed away 2 months ago and my mom treat me like shit." probably foreign because she says because it didn't say treats or is treating so this is from a 24 year old woman i'm currently living with my mom and i've been taking care of her i take care of i take her with me every time i go out for dinner or over to the cinema with my boyfriend for sure foreign said cinema not movie theater all good she refused to sleep in his bed so she's sleeping with me even when i cannot sleep with her and every time she's speaking with someone else it's like if she were alone she said that she's all alone all the time even when she's with me and we're currently at my friend's house and she cannot speak about my dad and i told her that is enough is immediate <sighs> fuck you know what dude skipping it sorry hey your mom's probably just going through some shit and uh yeah, give her a fucking break. She lost, you lost a dad and that fucking hurts, but she lost the love of her life and her partner. Okay, so give her a fucking break. I just didn't want to read it. It was a fucking novel. So scroll. Stop feeling dumb about the past several years. This is from feeling stupid. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have been seeing a friend for the past five years who has indicated on multiple occasions that he is interested in being more than friends with me. He started sleeping me we, with me last August sporadically and has been on more than one occasion seemed jealous when others showed interest in me. Now, the phrase, I've been seeing a friend for the past year, five years, first of all, not a great look, um, indicated on multiple occasions that he is interested in being more than friends with me. He started sleeping me, with me last August. I mean, that was such a fucking blame game way to put that sentence. He started sleeping with me. Hey, guess what? You started sleeping together. All right. Up front, before we even continue to get into it, take a little bit of ownership for what you're allowing inside your body. Jafil? So he started sleeping with me last August sporadically and has on more than one occasion seemed jealous when others showed interest in me. Most recently when I was invited to another physician's, I'm a physician, holiday party. He accused me of seeing other men and asked if he should see other women. Okay. I mean, that's just paragraph one of four. So during the past three years, I had two kids. I, oh, fuck. God damn it. Mm, I feel I'm sorry about what I said earlier. I was raped and I chose to keep the baby and then I chose to have a baby on my terms IVF in both cases I retained sole custody and there is no baby daddy. Okay. I uh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. This is a serious one. And I thought this was just going to be a like what should I do in my relationship one and so I was leaning in pretty heavily and You've, you've been through a lot and good on you for going ahead and having a baby on your terms as well and not letting fear scare you away from that experience. Good on you. Okay. He has always told me that me having two kids would not be a problem for men and that others would be interested in me. In the past month, he has slept with me more often. I always considered it fairly, quote, serious relationship slash friendship, and I am quiet and afraid to define the relationship. Today, I flat out asked why he calls our relationship abnormal. He told me it is because I had two kids and that it could never be normal because of that. Okay. Fucking limp dick bitch. Okay. Now you you now babe you know how I feel about mama bears okay you know how I feel about women that have kids 10 times more fucking attractive 10 times fucking hotter because your power you just it's just fucking power that you radiate because I witnessed it I witnessed what it fucking entails and I watch it every single fucking day okay so guys little fucking limp dicks that say that women with kids it's like no 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 it's like they just haven't seen what that is they just have not witnessed what kind of fucking power goes into that fucking thing that fucking move that fucking transition of life it's fucking incredible 
it's fucking incredible. Okay. All right. He told me it was because I had two kids and it could never be normal because of that. He gave me the excuse of not being able to just, quote, go on vacation on a whim with kids around. We're in our 30s. It's notable that his brother recently started dating someone who has a, who was a teen mom with a nine-year-old. He seems supportive of that relationship. I was very hurt by this. He quickly got off the phone with the excuse of dinner bitch. I guess I just feel used. I was always under the assumption that he did like me and was very interested in me. He stuck by me through two pregnancies and I thought it meant something that he wanted to sleep with me. Parentheses, I've only slept with one other person, so I may be naive. I'm not asking him to pay for anything. I'm a physician in the USA. I don't mean to say I have tons of money, but that I have been able to but that I've been paying for myself and maybe him half the time. I don't expect him to be their father. He spends tons of time around them by choice in the past few years when I actually thought it was odd but nice for someone not interested. I'm asking for advice because I feel very bad about myself and I don't know where to go from here. Okay, a lot of different fucking uh, factors in this one, but let's get down. I have to I have to neg you a little bit right up front from the beginning. Um, when you are a mom, and you have two babies. Now, he was with you through the two pregnancy babies, but from the jump, okay, if this guy is showing that support, okay, and you end up sleeping together, there can be no fucking tiptoeing around, fucking fiddle fucking around. Oh, this is just a friendship slash relationship slash, nope, you have babies. And if a guy is going to be in their fucking life, he's going to be in their fucking life. And if he's not, he's not. And it's that fucking point blank. You can't allow your own... um um, anxiety around a relationship or your own nerves around a relationship or your own silence around a relationship to trickle along for so long until you eventually get your heart broken. And then a guy that the kids probably, you know, just because how kids are built leaned on as a foundational, you know, male in their life. Now they're, they're going to be absent of that because from the jump, you did not solidify what the fuck the relationship was. You got to stand up for yourself in these type of situations and say, Hey, what the fuck are we? You've been with me through these two pregnancies. I need to know, are you with me or are you fiddle fucking around? Oh, you're pissed over the fact that we can't go on vacation whenever the fuck we want. Then you're out. If that's, if that's the type of thing that's going to separate you from this relationship, then this relationship's not very strong and I don't want you to be around for my kids. Thank you so much for your support while I was going through my trying time, but you're not who I want to go forward with. Okay? Now that's the first that's that's really the only thing. That's really the only thing. Now there is the option that you have a talk with this guy. You lay out what you need uh to be reciprocated in this relationship from him. And if he's all fucking down, cool. But the answer to it is he willing to be with you with your two kids has to be the number one uh, question that you ask. And if this um, write-up is any connotation, he's going to bitch out. So no harm, no foul. You will move on. You will be okay. It will hurt for a while. But guess what? You have bigger and better things to focus on, and that's those babies, okay? And sincerely from a stranger who doesn't know who you are, um, I'm proud of you. Okay. Proud of you for being the type of strong individual that's not willing to fucking stay down when they're knocked down. Good for you. Good for you. Next post. Scroll. Stop. Does he like me or the fact that I'm Asian? Ah! Hey, it could be both. You know what I mean? Hey, it could be both. And it's okay if it's both. Let's see what the fuck this is. I feel bad accusing him of this, but I need to know. I met him at university, another foreign person. He flirted with me in the past, and I'm pretty sure he likes me. Even if he doesn't see me as a, in a romantic light, he at very least finds me attractive. If he does have a fetish, he's not like a stereotypical guy who constantly comments on a girl's ethnic background and dresses in traditional Asian attire. He's a nerdy guy and likes a lot of anime and video games. He's what you consider a, to be a dweeb. I'm a, or I'm a, wait, he's what you consider to be a weeb. I'm a weeb too. Is that just dweeb, but in 2022? What the fuck is a weeb, babe? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A fucking weeb? It's probably the same thing as a dweeb, but we're going to find out for sure. Weeb definition. 
C. Dweeb. Okay, yeah, so literally the exact same fucking thing. Just say dweeb next time, you know what I'm saying? You fucking dork. Everyone's a dork and it's beautiful. In high school, he was in a five-year-long relationship with a Korean girl. He and I grew up in the same hometown where the population is predominantly Hispanic. On Instagram, he follows several Asian pride accounts. (laughs) He sometimes posts stories of political awareness, but 95% of the time, it's regarding Asian pride slash rights, even though he himself is Hispanic. There's a girl at our school who I know for a fact he doesn't like, but finds her pretty. She's half Filipino, half white. He even follows at least one girl that he doesn't know, only has like a thousand followers on Instagram, so she's not an Instagram model, and she's an Asian chick. And even though he doesn't know her, he likes every single one of her pictures. (laughs) Now, one thing we got to understand that there's a difference between a fetish and a kink, okay? A fetish is something that you obsess over, all right, that becomes problematic and you're not able to separate the item from your sexual connotation in your brain. And a kink is something that you prefer. Now, personally, for me, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a kink if you have a partner that's down for it, all right? If the kink isn't the foundation for why you like the person, cool. But we all have preferences. We all have preferences, all right? Now, now it sounds like my man's here is um yeah he for sure jacks off to hentai okay he sure jacks off to porn of fucking asian women drawings of asian women with their big bouncing titties okay he for sure does that and i think that's okay as long as he treats you like a person <laughs> and not a fucking sex toy, you know? As long as he treats you as your own individual human being and he respects you and he and he makes you feel good, then and you and your ethnicity is his kink, no harm no foul, I say. Hey, that just means he's going to want to fuck you forever. That's wonderful, ain't it? That couldn't be a bad thing. Oh, okay. I should probably, but I sh- I will keep reading. The reason why this concerns me is because I'm mostly Hispanic. Okay, so everything I just said didn't make any fucking sense, but also part Asian. Just keep reading. Stop stopping in the middle of reading to do your side commentary things because it just keeps unfolding before your eyes, Vincent. My great-grandfather was Chinese, so I'm barely even Asian, but I've had several people tell me that I look Asian. Even people that are Asian themselves tell me that I look like I can be half Asian. My friend even told me the other day that the way I do makeup makes me feel even more Asian. It also doesn't help that because of COVID, we don't see each other's full faces. So in all likelihood, my crush probably thinks I look Asian. If he doesn't think that, my Chinese last name will for sure do the trick. Do you think he may have a fetish for Asian girls? All signs point to yes. Oh, shit. I get that we all have preferences. We all do. It just happens to... He just happens to prefer Asian chicks. That's fine. Some people prefer Hispanics, Caucasian, black people. But I'm having trouble differentiating as to whether he thinks I'm pretty in general or if he thinks I'm pretty because I'm Asian. Let me tell you something. There's no difference. Pretty is pretty. That's That's such a weird thing to get hung up on. Okay? Because... That in and of itself, I don't think, makes sense. I don't know whether he thinks I'm pretty in general or if he thinks I'm pretty because I'm Asian. Okay? He thinks you're pretty because he thinks you're pretty. Okay? Like you said earlier, it says people have preferences. Like some people prefer Hispanics, Caucasian, black people, blah, blah, blah. Right? If my preference is black women and I look at a black woman and I go, she's really pretty. I think she's pretty and she's also a black woman and I find black women pretty. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no separating the two things. Okay. Now you're, you might be like, um, is it because I'm, he thinks I'm Asian? No. Okay. You might have Asian features but he just thinks you're pretty. There's no, you're getting hung up. You're getting hung up, okay? And I don't think he has a fetish. I think he has a kink, 
okay? Um, and I think truly it's more about how he makes you feel and how he treats you always. Always. All right? Don't get so hung up on the semantics and everything that you read online. Okay? So have fun with that. Hope that helped. All right, babe. That's Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast episode 56. And here's the rails. And here's Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast episode 56. We were all over the fucking place. I didn't wear sleeves for about 30 seconds. Okay? It just is what it is. All right? If you're watching on YouTube, you saw that. All right? So... CheerUpBabe.com for the sick, sick merch drops. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. It's just Cheer Up Babe on YouTube. It's the little bear icon, super duper easy to find. Um, listen on anywhere podcasts are available. I really appreciate you, Cubs. I really appreciate you checking in and spending the beginning of the week with me. Um, it's a blast. I have a really good time doing this, so thank you. Um, we're on to we're we're here till the wheels fall off, right, babe? All right, time to have a great week. Go do some shoulder presses and shit. Listen to uh, Zero by Smashing Pumpkins, the remastered 2012 version. And get the fuck after it. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.